Welcome everyone to our Advent prayer journey. This is day three. And the word Advent comes from a Latin word which was originally translated from a Greek word parousia, which referred to the coming of Christ in the flesh as well as his second coming. Advent has been a part of the church calendar since the early days of the church, and it is a tool to help us prepare our hearts for the coming of Christ. So as we begin to pray today, take a moment to pause, take a breath, and refocus your scattered thoughts on the presence of Jesus. As you breathe, remember that the Holy Spirit is a person. He's not some impersonal life force, a power, but a companion for life who walks with you every day. Rather than praying what you think that you should pray about, pray from an honest place. Pray as if your best friend were sitting right next to you with a listening ear. Today, pray the prayer of Psalm chapter 86. Hear me, Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Guard my life, for I am faithful to you. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, Lord, for I put my trust in you. I love that phrase, for I call to you all day long. This passage expresses my heart's deep desire to stay in constant contact with God. How often do you call on God throughout the day? This is the holiday season, and so this can be an opportunity to recalibrate your habits and slow down your life. Hundreds of years before the coming of Christ, there were prophecies about his life. Let's read this passage together, and as we do, we can more fully understand who he is. This is Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The skill of ruling a government can break or make a nation. When bad policy or corrupt politicians are in power, a government can be the cause of widespread issues. But imagine... A government ruled by an all-knowing, all-powerful, and loving king, one who came and died on behalf of his own people. A government like that is life-giving. A nation under that rule flourishes. You were meant to live in the kingdom of God under the government of King Jesus. This government is not yet a physical one. It is a spiritual government that exerts its force on the hearts and souls of those who belong to God. Pray, Lord, let your government come. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in my life today on earth as it is in heaven. 
As we return again to our passage, listen for the natural inflections you hear in this passage. Are there certain words or phrases that jump out to you? And what might God be saying to you by highlighting those phrases? Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. In this passage, you see the driving force behind why this prophecy was accomplished. The zeal, the passion of God to accomplish his will drives God's activity. When he has a desire for something to happen, his passion will accomplish it and drive it. What in your life do you see the passion of God behind? I can remember multiple times when God answered prayers so powerfully and so directly in regards to us starting this church that I knew his zeal was behind us. In what areas of your life do you feel the zeal of God behind you, propelling you forward? God, today, as I approach another day, I pray that I would honor you and that your kingdom would rule and reign in my heart. Amen.